Hello and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast, Episode 6. Six. Recorded January 10th, 2016. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And we're going to be spending for a little while on what we think makes movies not work. So when when, when things yeah. don't fail. Yeah, fail. Just just, just <laughs> fail. When 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 something doesn't work for us, doesn't doesn't sell us on a movie and and sours the entire project kind of thing. Right. So I mean, there there are lots of examples. It's okay. This this is categorically a bad movie, and we can mention you know like like lots of Ed Wood movies. You know, Plan Nine yeah. from Outer Space, or you know like Manos, The Hands of Fate. You know, lot lot lots of that kind of tripe. It's like this 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 is bad, no matter which way you turn it. But however, it's not. That doesn't mean it's not entertaining. It can um, it, it can still uh, be entertaining. And, and and the thing is about well, actually, Manos, Hands of Fate is not entertaining. But no. um, but an Ed Wood movie is unintentionally entertaining um and 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 but that's not the kind of thing we're going to be talking about um no we're, we're we're talking more about things it's like this almost worked or should have worked and somehow didn't yeah and we're not talking about like box office failures either because i mean like we, if you were to google like you know movies that failed it's almost always based on money and um yeah, and the thing yeah. is a lot of movies that are amazing don't make money and a lot of movies that are terrible make too much money so that's not a good right <laughs> good rubric um to follow yeah um, yeah and we're, we're not even necessarily talking about critical reception here this is this is a, a little more personal just just for yeah. uh, for andrew and myself yeah. so i mean you know we've 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 all you know listened to various critics in the past and, and what they've had to say and can agree or disagree yeah, I, I was a big fan of Roger Ebert's. I didn't always agree with him. There were movies he liked that I didn't, and things he didn't like that I did that weren't necessarily good, but were still fun. But mm-hmm. I could always respect his opinion because it was it was well reasoned and say, okay, yeah, I, I can understand how this thing or or that wouldn't necessarily work for everyone. Yeah. So uh, a big big high profile one for me is uh, is Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I am with you on this. You and I have talked about this. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And 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 people who know me have have probably heard me talk about it too. It's like this this is a really really well-designed movie. I mean, just the 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 look of it and the the realization of the world in which it takes place, the the setting and I mean, this general aesthetic yeah, of it yeah, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, it 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 looks incredible, and it it feels so realistic and and grimy. Like I I feel like I need to take a shower after I I watch this movie, because uh-huh. you know just just to to wash the the you know oily grease and you know, industrial gunk and soot off of me. And but but there it is. Um. But. I never really got invested in the story or the or the concept, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's it's an interesting concept. I mean, the the, the whole I- idea of well, okay, so we've we've created these you know human replicants that are sort of not quite human exactly, but might be sentient and maybe deserving of of rights and and things. And the the fact that we don't immediately know the difference and have to ask, is this a human or or is it a a replicant? That's 
that's an interesting idea, but the movie itself never really got me wrapped up in that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it sort of floated the idea, you know, and that kind of, you know, tickled my fancy and started thinking. But at that point, I didn't much care about anything else that was actually happening on screen. Yeah, the... um. I actually think Roy Batty's incept date was this last week. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it the, was uh, uh, Friday. Yeah, Friday. Um, as, as we record this was the 8th. Yeah. And um, the thing about my... my pro- So, okay, the, the little history about myself in the movie. Um, used to work at a video store. Um, everybody talked about how good this movie was, and I rented the director's cut um, because that was the one you could get a hold of um, more easily, at, at that video store at least. And so I watched it, and I was like, this isn't that amazing guys um and um but then other people like talked about well you know there's other versions of this movie which by the way is a red flag that a movie has problems usually um yeah um it's it's one thing when it's like uh like when the director can get like can redo something and make it like if there was studio intervention and a director is able to quote fix the problems um and maybe that's what ridley was trying to do with this um but i don't remember there really being like well, I do remember there's one bit of studio intervention that did happen, which I actually liked and maybe the only person that liked it. So in college, uh, at another video store that I didn't work at, but at another video store, I found a re- original theatrical cut of, of it. And the thing that makes this difference is it doesn't have the unicorn thing and it doesn't have it. And it, and it has hilariously um, a voiceover by Harrison Ford that he really phones in. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's he does not want to be doing it. But the thing for I'm a big film noir guy, and that voiceover to me added to that aesthetic really well. Um, because a lot of the famous, a lot of famous film noirs with a doomed guy, and not that you know uh, Deckard is doomed or anything, often have a person narrating it. Like um, Sunset Boulevard is an example for for one uh, sure for. Yeah, and um, and I actually like that. I I wish that Harrison actually worked on it and that there was slightly better dialogue to it. But still, I actually liked that part of it. Um, the um, but then when and then when I was out of college, they made um, Ridley finally made the quote final cut of the movie, and and this I think was the we're going to make this the best possible way we can possibly make this movie. And I actually got to see it in the theater, in the cinema, which was nice because all the other times I had seen it, like, I saw, like, a a widescreen VHS of the director's cut on, like, a 13-inch TV, and that wasn't amazing. And, you know, it was, like, a pan and scan on my 13-inch TV for the other one. And so it was cool to finally get to see this. And and I will admit that that final cut is the best one of those movies of that particular film. However, it still kind of has script problems. Um... The idea is interesting, um, and it isn't that I don't necessarily care about it, but the thing that has always bothered me about it, and maybe, and someone's going to be like, oh my god, but this is so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. I, it always bothers me that Roy Batty just dies. Um, and mind you, he has this great speech that's really good and everything. And yeah, like it's, it's, a, it's, it's very poetic. And, and it's everything. a very good scene with the rain and everything, but it's, it's the same. It's kind of anticlimactic. It is so anticlimactic, and... The thing is, I can get how that's a choice, and I can understand it sort of from an artistic reason, but that doesn't mean it still makes it good. <laughs> um, it yeah. doesn't, like, it's, uh, and this is what I mean by, like, script problems. Like, they could have, 
like no matter how they edit the movie, no matter what they fix, that's always going to be an issue is that they don't make, they have this really great idea and they don't have a very good way to make it work. Um, which is the same, which, and that may be the problem with film. I've never read do androids dream of electric sheep, but I have heard people say it makes more sense there. So yeah, that, yeah, a bit. and so like that could be a translation thing. And I'm willing to admit that, but that's, that's always been my problem with that movie. And I gave it a shot people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gave it more than a college try. Um, so yeah, I, I I had similar experiences. I've I've seen a couple of different cuts of the movie, and it's like, yeah, it it sort of misses the point. I mean, you know, you know, Ridley Scott insists that you know Deckard is is a replicant, and I like that better personally. But and Harrison Ford insists that he's human, and I I've said time and time again, you know, that's that's not really the important thing here is is whether he's a replicant or not it's asking the question and that we can ask the question and not just have a, a flat immediate answer and 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 no that's that's what's interesting here yeah and, and that's what should be making us think but they didn't really sell us on that in in the movie so right and and to that extent and and to that extent is why i actually think um because of this movie, I actually think The Martian might be Ridley Scott's best science fiction movie. Um, no offense to Alien, I like Alien too. Um, <laughs> like it's like if it, it's it's a very marginal like you know it's it's like three points ahead of Alien if it is. But I mean like it's uh, it's something like that. Like everyone always talks about how Blade Runner is this great pinnacle of science fiction, and really it's just the great pinnacle of how a science fiction film can look. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a great for uh, for the sheer sake of dystopia. Its dystopia world is pretty amazing. It's pretty great. I just wish the story involved in that world was just better. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have to agree. Yeah. So there's there's that. Um, on a similar note, you know, Prometheus. Yeah. Is also by Ridley Scott. I mean, there's some interesting ideas there, but. The script is just such a mess. I mean, I, I, I didn't really at, at any point buy anything pretty much any of the characters were, were doing. So why would this person be doing that? I, I don't understand the, the mm-hmm. motivation here. I, I Not from a, a logical standpoint or any sort of emotional rationale. This, this makes no sense at all. There, yeah. I am not going into the deep, dark, scary thing, but I'm going to play with the creepy space eel. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that totally for, makes for, sense. For, for, for one example. Um, I signed the, uh, up for this mission to go explore, you know, unknown alien planet thing without even knowing what I was doing. Oh, but now I'm scared and I don't want to do it. Yeah, that's... I was I was handpicked because I, I'm qualified to do this, but now I've... I, I'm, no, I don't want to. I come on, come on, really? Yeah, it had a really good cast. Um, everyone in it, I actually was a pretty, pretty good fan of. Um, the uh, the idea is interesting. It's got some. It has some, some philosophical notes that are interesting, if not particularly well developed. Um, yeah, they they didn't really develop well. Yeah. At all, I thought, and and like like you said, you know, a, a really good cast, but. Not very good performances from most of them. I mean, the, yeah. the most interesting person to watch on screen was, um, 
oh, what's his name? Michael Fassbender as yeah. uh, as as the android in, in mm-hmm. the movie. I mean, he was he was creepy, and you know that was that was a a great performance, but not enough to carry the movie. He wasn't the protagonist; he was a supporting player, mm-hmm. and. I mean, it, it looked amazing. I, I, I saw the movie uh, in an IMAX 3D presentation, and it looked great, you know, as as good as I've seen a movie look. But, man, my, my, my brain just could not reconcile. It's, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm not buying any of this. Yeah, and it's it's another problem of script issue. It's, um, it they just needed to, like, uh, they needed to think more. Um, it's like, I don't know, it's... I don't know how to describe it. It's, uh, but yeah, they could have had better. They could have gotten better performances out of people. That's for sure. Um, but the, uh, I don't know, man. That movie had so much going for it. It has a really good aesthetic, and for the most part, it's directed well. Um, it's just that Ridley really needs to ask for another draft. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's what it always comes down to. Uh, like, can we have just one more draft from you, please? <sighs> yeah. 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 So, uh, other examples. Um, David Lynch's Dune. Yep. This, you know, this this to me is a a prime example of a movie that should have worked. David Lynch should have been a perfect perfect fit to adapt Frank Herbert's material. They they've got a lot of the same kind of bizarre, you know, sort of yeah, acid trippy kind of sensibilities in in their storytelling yeah they both they both use the concept of drugs really really interestingly in their in i mean the drugs spice whatever you want to yeah, go with, but yeah, uh, seem, yeah seem, um, seems like a natural fit and it's, yeah. you know the, the the first time i saw the movie yet here's here's another one there are like four or five different versions different different cuts of of this movie the first one i saw was the three hour cut and at the time i thought it was pretty decent it was reasonably close to the book but I mean, I was fairly young at the time, and looking back on it now, it's you know, a lot of these things were played very, very flat. You know, there's, mm. there's just not a lot of emotion to it, and some were just so, so campy and over the top, and it swung wildly between the two. Mm. There, uh, there's not a lot of middle ground in that, and um, although that's a movie where I actually, well, with maybe the exception of Sting. Um, like I think they do a pretty they do a pretty good job of having the kind of people that should play those characters. Um, yeah, mostly, yeah. Mostly, I, I mean, I, like I, I agree this is with that. this is '84, so yeah. things are slightly different. But the uh, like, because Kyle MacLachlan as Paul makes makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but and it wasn't and they, really a great performance from him. It was it was yeah. you know very very monotone and and very very even and and flat throughout. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of inflection in his voice at all. It was kind of dull mm-hmm. and um and then sting kind of goes in the other direction um yeah little little bit over the top yeah and patrick stewart is in it too but i don't remember much about his performance i just remember he looks exactly was, the same now was, as he did then yeah, yeah. Um, um no actually i thought that was a, a great part for him mm-hmm. and i i thought he he played it well but it's not a, a huge character in in any cut of the movie that i've i've seen no no yeah. Much, much more so in the book, but no, so that was that was kind of an exception. But I mean, and the the special effects looked looked good, and 
But I mean, ultimately, if 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 somebody only saw this movie, they're not going to have any real respect for the material or mm-hmm. you know, what what it's trying to to say or or probably you know spark a lot of people's imagination. Yeah, and it's also not a very good like. It's that's it's also not doing David Lynch any favors either because no. I know I know a lot of like uh, when when I was working at the video store I remember hearing a lot of sci-fi geeks thinking he was such a bad director and I'm like guys that was like one movie you, you go watch the Elephant Man or Blue Velvet I mean like go go, go watch something else um, the man yeah. has other things that he is definitely more in tune to and I don't know if he actually has writing credit on Dune um, he may remember. or may not um, but. But yeah, that's that's also a pretty good example. Um, shifting slightly away from the the science fiction failures, yes, um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the failures of Tim Burton. Um, oh boy! <laughs> uh, and um, and in, in particular, now mind you, he has some science fiction failures. Um, Planet of the Apes being one. Oh yes. Um, Tim is not a big fan of 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 Mars Attacks. I am. I think he made what could that is the only movie you could make in that, and it succeeds in all the things it wants to succeed at. It just doesn't have a very high bar. Um, so yeah I, yeah, I I can't really disagree with that. I, yeah. I just question whether there was a whole lot of merit even doing it at all. And that that I don't disagree with either. Um, it's uh why why do this? Um, I still like the movie. It's still a lot of fun. Um, if you ever get a hold of the actual trading cards, they're actually a pretty good adaptation. But do keep in mind that it's a movie based off of trading cards. It's uh, and and yeah. if you have if you have that in mind, that kind of tells you something. I think this is the reason why Transformers does well for some people is that they remember it's a movie based off of you know action figures. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not expecting a lot, you're going to be at least entertained. Um, and sometimes that's all you need. But yeah. The, if uh, that's but, all you need, that's that's great because that's yeah. all you're gonna get. Yeah, but Mars Attacks and Planet of the Apes aside, I think we both had had issues with um with uh, it with uh, you at, the, at least. Well, I had issues with this too with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory mm-hmm. and with uh, in my case at least Dark Shadows. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I haven't actually seen Dark Shadows. It looked <laughs> it looked rather different from its source material is okay you know that that's not necessarily a bad thing that that can sometimes work really really well but it 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 made you realize that Guillermo del Toro should have made it instead um uh, might might have worked better because depending on where exactly Mr. del Toro was at at the time time. yeah but uh, like the problem with that movie is that it definitely has some like we're supposed to like Barnabas Collins and then he does these like really insane violent things. Um, where like the characters in the family are all not very well. I mean, I mean like uh, development isn't really the really the thing. They're just like they didn't seem to go beyond character sketch. I guess is is what I'm trying to say. Like they like the you could have read the what Michelle Pfeiffer was was supposed to be on her little like you know like you know Caucasian blonde rich and that was basically it um, <laughs> like uh, and that and they didn't really go beyond that and that was pretty sad. Also, the film's humor kind of hurt it in the long run. I like yeah, I know you didn't see this, so it was just basically it was a script problem again. It needed to be. It needed another rewrite, and it maybe it needed different people. No offense to Johnny Depp because. Well, maybe all offense to Johnny Depp, but um, 
the like I don't know. It should have gone. It had all the things going for it, but then it just fizzled and died a horrible, horrible death. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's 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 been kind of a a, a problem for for Johnny Depp of late. It's, yeah, I, yeah. I like Johnny Depp. He's a talented actor. It can be a lot of fun to to see him work, but a lot lately he's been kind of thrust into very very similar roles. He's he's kind of been getting typecast, and I'm really kind of tired of seeing this. Want to want to want to see him stretch some more. Well, it's interesting because like his his closest like other like the uh, the uh, another actor that could have gone in this same direction but somehow didn't was Gary Oldman. Yeah. Um, because Gary and Johnny both had very similar, like, they never played the same kind of character twice um, for a while there. And now Johnny isn't really playing the same kind of character twice, but he's still playing the same character, which is difficult to explain, but it kind of is. Um, like, yeah. Like, my dad once said that Johnny Depp never plays anybody normal. Um, he really doesn't. Uh, and, of course, neither does Gary Oldman, for that matter, but the... Uh, yeah, but... uh, yeah, Gary Oldman has. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, um, I didn't uh, see Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. I didn't either. I actually still uh, want to see that. I thought that looked looked interesting. Um, but uh, uh, Gary Oldman in uh, in Christopher Nolan's uh, Dark Knight movies as uh, oh, that's yeah, that's Gordon. probably the cl- closest thing he, to he, normal. He played that for pretty him. straight. And, yeah, and that was that was a bit of a departure from a lot of his other work, and I thought mm-hmm. he did uh, did a pretty good job and and was convincing. I, I I bought what he was was selling there. Yeah, no, no, I could see that. I could I, I can I can see that. Um, whereas like Johnny Depp's most normal characters are either Gilbert Grape or Rue from Chocolat. Um, and and yeah. Rue is is still like this gypsy guy, so he's still not like a hundred percent normal. Um, so. But he's really? only slightly off normal. So. Yeah, he's only slightly off normal. He's uh, gypsies, maybe not the. Well, I think that's what they call him in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I th- which I don't think is right. I think he's just some bohemian nomad guy. I don't even think he's Roma or whatever. But uh, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, man, that. Uh, so. A lot of a lot of the the words in the script came straight from the book, which I thought was cool. I think the songs that the, the Oompa Loompa yeah, sings the, are the, straight the from the book. Songs are, yeah. are are straight from the 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 poetry and and lyrics that that Roald Dahl wrote in the book. But it's it's weird because Roald Dahl wrote the screenplay for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with with Gene Wilder mm-hmm. back before. So it's it's bizarre to me that they would try to make a movie closer to his book. Than his screenplay was to his well, book. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people say that Roald Dahl's original screenplay was um, uh, weird. Um, the uh, the uh, the the original last line to the movie of uh, to, to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was Grandpa saying "Yippee" as the elevator went up. Um, and instead, we but instead they they event like uh, the director and Gene Wilder came up with that that last line about like the boy who got everything he ever wanted and he lived happily ever after. Like we got, we got that line instead. So it's, so maybe Roald Dahl, maybe, maybe, maybe that's why um, they, 
they they wanted to avoid some of that, but it I agree it maybe, seems weird. Maybe, maybe. Um, it it is really weird, and it's 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 another case. You know, Tim Burton's kind of you know dark humor aesthetic is that should line up perfectly with with Roald Dahl if you've ever mm-hmm. read any of his books. There's there's a lot of that kind of stuff. There's some of this you know really black humor for for essentially children's literature if you if you read the book Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. So it's perfect you know yeah it's interesting because the but, first oh, know, no, go on go on how, the, how how did this not work i mean I, I i think one of the big things for for me in in that movie was the interpretation of the character of of willy wonka and i don't know if that was johnny depp or or tim burton or you know how how that came off the the pages in the script to to the way it was in the movie but i mean in 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 the book and and in the in the previous movie, Willy Wonka is is the master of of his factory, and you, know, you you get this sense that this is this wondrous place, and you know things happen at at his behest on on his whims, and you know just just by walking by things, you know, will upend themselves and and turn mm-hmm. inside out, you know, because he wills them without him even saying anything. And you know Johnny Depp's interpretation, it's it's more like he's just kind of there, and things sort of happen around him and to him. Like he he doesn't have a real sense of agency, and that that doesn't mesh at all with the you know really you know sort of mad genius character of of Willy Wonka. That yeah. So that that was a, a big big part of it for me. Yeah, and I don't think you're wrong. Um, the The thing that I find kind of interesting is that um, my mother never liked the original one because she thought it was very anti-parent, um, and I and I think she's kind of right. Um, it's at least anti-bad parent, um, which the, it's supposed to be. Which it's supposed to be, but it doesn't quite come off that all the way. The uh, this movie comes off as very anti-kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> the um, and that's and and but to be honest, that seems very rolled doll um, to be kind of anti kid. Um, well, the, uh, a little. I, I mean, he, li- he wrote like, his stuff for kids. It's like you know, yeah. kids. You know, there's there's all these wondrous things out there, but I mean, you know, and enjoy it and and everything, but you know, take care that you don't lose yourself. <laughs> yeah, and that's and and so it's sort of like there needed to be something in the middle. And that's it's just not what happened. Um, do I do I think the film shouldn't exist? No, I don't really think so. Um, but it definitely isn't as good as the Gene Wilder movie. Um, no, no, absolutely not. I, I I think that the other thing for me there is that the tacked on portion of uh, Willy Wonka's childhood and and oh, uh, it's, yeah. Christopher Lee's character of of Wilbur Wonka, his dentist father. It's, that mm-hmm. that didn't seem like it was of a piece at all that that didn't feel like it was cut from the same cloth no it would have been really interesting deleted scenes is what it would have been um yeah yeah, that that (laughs) didn't really work for me no and i don't and it didn't really work for me i mean as much as i love to see christopher lee and stuff i was just like this i don't know this needs to be here tim yeah yeah Um, no and it it wasn't in the book yeah so a lot of our problems kind of stem from adaptation and from or in that case and from and from script issues, I'm, I've been trying to think of a movie where I, I actually think that the performers totally screwed the movie, um, and I'm actually having a hard time thinking of one. The uh, have you thought of one, Tim? Uh, the, 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 
I know I've seen movies like this and and had those thoughts, but I'm I'm drawing a blank. The the closest I can think of right now is the uh, the original lead part in Back to the Future. Oh, Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Yeah. And they they shot you know a lot of movie, mm-hmm. a lot of scenes with Eric Stoltz, and it just wasn't playing right. That the the chemistry, that the timing, something was off, and it wasn't working, and it was it was playing deadpan serious when it's it's supposed to be this you know sort of lighthearted silly movie it's yeah there are kind of grave consequences if things go wrong but the 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 comedy was just not there his his interactions with the other characters it's everybody thought he was a great actor all all the rest of the cast the director the writers but it just wasn't working Mm -hmm. so they recast yeah well they had they had originally they had wanted michael j fox to begin with but there was Family Ties, I think, was a problem, or or Teen Wolf. One of them was was an uh, issue. Yeah. Fa- Family Ties was was in the in the mix for sure at that point. Yeah. he was he 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 went and they were they were shooting Back to the Future like nights and weekends while he was on Family, Family Ties. Ties. So he was you know, yeah you know Fox was was running himself ragged yeah. doing this movie and the show at the same time. Yeah, and then so they started like so they so they started making the movie without him, and then. And then things were not working with Eric Stoltz, and then magically they were able to get Michael J. Fox, like, like which who they wanted to begin with, and where we have a much better since we have a much better world because of this. Yeah, um, yeah, and and they, you know, some some of that footage still exists, and they they put pieces of it on on some of the the bonus features and the various video releases. Mm-hmm. And if, if you look at that, you can you can see it, and it's, it's like you know the 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 shots, the the camera, the. The rest of the cast, they're all exactly the same, but it's Eric Stoltz playing the part, and he's not even doesn't appear to be playing it that much differently than than Michael J. Fox did. But somehow it's it's just off. Something's not there. Mm-hmm. It's, well, it's, I, yeah, I just I think the the thing that Eric Stoltz doesn't have the same kind of boyish charm that Michael J. Fox had, especially in the eighties. I mean, like, there's like Eric Stoltz has like you know been in things that I've that I've liked, um, but he does it's. And I'm not saying he doesn't have boyish charm. I'm saying he doesn't have the same kind. Um, and yeah. I think that's what was probably needed for Marty McFly. Um, and I like how your cat has opinions too. Um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was wondering if you could hear him in the background there. Uh, it's okay. Got, it's got, a, got the office door closed, but yeah. No, I like it. Uh, <laughs> I like it. It adds something. My cat is asleep somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. The uh, failure is like, sometimes you can spot it. You can just be like, this movie is not going to succeed. And sometimes you're like, oh, it's some pump. This is going to be great. Oh, this is awful. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Like Prometheus is an example of that. I mean, like, all oh, right, cool. They're going to, they're going to make a prequel to Alien. This will be neat. And there, then... there was a lot that should have worked in Prometheus if it had been done properly. And I, I can't point to a lot of exactly why. I mean, apart from, you know, script problems, it's, you know, some, somebody needed to make another run over this and, and really tighten it up and, and say, okay, this, this works. This is inconsistent with, you know, everything else this character does. And, and mm-hmm. so. Well, so we uh, thinking of a movie that you and I, I, th- I believe, both saw. Um, was this is where I leave you. Yeah, yeah, um, we uh, we we did a, a video on that one. Yeah, yeah, and that movie definitely has, what did not succeed very well. Um, no, the, uh, it, it really didn't. There, there, were, you know, some some interesting setups for you know a, a sort of family dramedy sitcom kind of deal. 
that that could have worked, but it just never quite came off. And it's another thing where I don't know if it's the cast members there because uh, it's all capable hands. Um, these are all people that are funny. Um, well, mostly. The, I, I, the, I, uh, I freely admit I am I am not a huge fan of, of Jane Fonda. She tends to rub me the wrong way more often than not. That's okay. I, but, I don't particularly like Sandra Bullock, but I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> I get it. Um, but, you know, like, there are times that, like, her and that character, like, I don't think that was, like, Jane Fonda being that character I don't think was the problem. I think that that just her character was the problem. Uh, the, uh, it needed, like there needed to be more, I don't know. I should have read the book, I guess. Apparently people who read the book were, had, had a better idea about what was going on. Um, and yeah, that right there. So, oh, so this, so this was another adaptation. It's, yeah. Uh, that's, that can be a problem. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, one of the, 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 and, and the book is nearly always better. I think, you know, most anyone can agree on that. Yeah. One of the the big exceptions that that stands out in in my mind was the Princess Bride, where the, the mm-hmm. movie is is brilliant. It's this great piece of cinema. Yeah, you know, it's 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 fun. It's exciting. It's funny. Yeah. The book, yeah, you know, it has a lot of the same elements, but they just didn't play the same way. And and that's another instance where actually the the uh, the author of the book wrote the screenplay for the movie. Yeah. And, so and it, it just works so much better on on screen, and I I mm. don't know why. Yeah, there's there's all kinds. I think the fact that the book has that meta thing going on with it, where because because the book has that whole this is where my grandfather ended the story, um, kind of like aside stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's that's kind of interesting. The um, that that plays better in a movie than it does in a book to begin with. Um, so that that may be part of it. Um, but like, but yeah, it seems it seems to be like you're really setting yourself up for failure with an adaptation more than you are an, an original idea in a lot of ways. Um, which is unfortunate. Um, but I mean like a lot of the best things I could think of that did not pan out very well were things based off of other things. People, um, I mean, p- people have certainly felt that way about a number of books and that some of that is just the fans being fans yeah, it's, that's, sometimes that's, that's it's, some of it, but it's it's yeah. certainly not all. I mean, you, you want to talk about more more Philip K. Dick adaptations? Okay. Oh yeah, like Minority Report is is generally well liked, but I mean, for, for Minority Report, you know, you still get you know like Imposter, and yeah, Paycheck, which yeah. are not good. well. And I don't even like Minority Report that much. That movie ended like four times. Um, but, but to be honest, that's like something that Steven Spielberg has basically had a problem with since Minority Report. He just like everything kind of gets to this crane out. The movie's going to end. Oh, wait, there's 10 more minutes of movie. Um, and that gets so old so fast. Um, like, uh, Munich had a similar problem. Yeah. The, uh, um, War Horse did not surprisingly, but I think it had to do with the fact that it was based off a play. Um, so, I mean, and but yeah, I mean, even Tintin had that to an extent. So it's just yeah, a little bit, a little bit it did. That that's my problem with with Minority Report, which isn't necessarily Philip K. Dick's fault, but the, uh, but yeah, the um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like uh, Scanner Darkly, I actually really like, but I know a lot of people that didn't really get into it. Um, I I liked it. I thought it was kind of thought provoking. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't nearly as much of a head trip as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Which isn't really a, a criticism of it. That that's that's more my my own 
expectation layered onto it. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought that was a, a pretty well-crafted movie. So. I, know, I like it. I like that rotoscoped look. Yeah, uh, I, I thought that was that was interesting and was actually a, a really good fit for the material because I don't know how they would have done that otherwise and it would have been just ridiculously expensive to do any kind of special effect that would have been ultimately looking dis- believable. And yeah, I mean, ultimately would have just looked disappointing. I mean, um, yeah, the because uh, that movie came out in like two thousand nine, two thousand eight. Uh, was I in college? Two thousand five, maybe. I, I don't know. I know I was. It was oh five, oh six. I forget. Oh yeah, five sounds right. Um, and it's sometime around there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually wish more things would be like. Why don't we just make it a cartoon? Um, <laughs> the uh, I wish more people would just say that. Um, whereas. In in Japan, they go the other direction on that, where where I wonder why isn't this just live action? Um, the, uh, the reason is it's actually cheaper to draw than to do the special effects. Yep. Uh, well, no, even like things that don't even really have that many special effects, like uh, I mean, Some my, of them. yeah, there's um like there's this movie by uh, I don't remember who did, who 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 was the animator, but uh, there's this movie called Millennium Actress that when I watched it, I was like. Why is this not just filmed? <laughs> uh, it was <laughs> like, um, but whatever. Because I mean, like, there's some special effects, but it's nothing difficult. I mean, it's a movie they could have made in the '80s for like no money, and it would have been fine. Uh, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Animation's kind of big over there. I mean, a lot, and, but that's, a, a just, lot of their television, you know, yeah. is you know, even the drama stuff is is done in a in an anime format. So it's, yeah, and that's just that culture, which is. Which is which I think is kind of neat. Yeah, um, I, I do too. But, but the, uh, but I, yeah, that's like I wish we would just say that every so often, just once. I want I want there to be some guy at the studio who's just like, <laughs> what if we just made this a cartoon, man? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, uh, I think one of the the big takeaways here is you know we've we've talked a lot about you know plenty of different movies. One of the the, the common threads here is these are all adaptations. Yeah. Yeah. Like pretty much everything we've talked about has has been you know, a translation of of you know some some previous work, whether it was a television show or a book or a short story or something. And I'm and I'm sure there's original ideas that have failed. Um, oh sure, but I think they get lost to memory easier um, because I think of when something is adapted that the book lives on. Like it tends even if to. if the even if the film fails, the book lives on. Yeah. And um, because like very few people liked that '70s version of The Great Gatsby um, when it came out. Um, I mean, I thought it was fine, but whatever. I thought it was um, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. And um, so, but I mean that you know that book endured. You know, so that's I think that's and still I think does that's, and still does adapted again by Baz Luhrmann. And that actually wasn't that bad. Um, I enjoyed it, but uh, I, I I didn't see it. But it looked to me like it was kind of missing the point. Like it was it was all about the glitz and glamour and, and the superficial mm-hmm. stuff. When you know the, the the story is about, yeah, there's 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 that, and you can put that on top. But you know the the stuff that's underneath that that really matters. That's what's causing you know these these people and these relationships to break down and fall apart. Yeah, no, no, it's still there. It's still there. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's it's still. I think that's still there. I mean, like it may not still be like the greatest adaptation. Um, really, you kind of need something in the middle between those two ones, but uh, between the seventies and the new one. But um, I'd still like that's that stuff's still there. Um, and that that partly has to do with the fact that they used Leonardo DiCaprio and Carrie Mulligan. Mm. Um, had he um, 
And this is a a Leonardo DiCaprio now, as opposed to when Leo <laughs> was in Romeo and Juliet. Um, right, right. So, right. I mean, so that's, there was an example where had there weren't the right people playing it, it would have just totally, it would have just been a, the superficial stupid movie. Um, but because of the people in it, they were able to to put that there. Um, so, ugh. Oh, well, yeah, adaptations, scripts, uh, problems. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know there's horror movies I've watched that have failed. Um, that's, like, even from original... But the thing is, like, even if they are original ideas, they're still kind of borrowing from something. Like, I could list you tons of terrible slasher movies that I have watched that <laughs> fail. But the thing is, they're all the same movie. Um, <laughs> so that's... That's not really, it's not quite the same thing. Um, same thing with a bunch of monster movies. I could list a bunch of things and still they're kind of all the same movie. They all kind of blur into the become the same thing. Like, um, yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's a different problem. I think where mm-hmm. you know, after a while, these all kind of start to run together. It's, yeah. It's, it's important to, to vary things and, and kind of break them up yep. and, and not, not go too much at one time so you know absorb the material soak it in and and you know let it yeah. sit ruminate on it if you will. yeah which is why i don't know if we need to have so many like we need so many stupid star wars movies or yeah. so many marvel movies um yeah that's 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 a legitimate concern you know, that we we discussed uh a little while ago uh off mic this, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love Star Wars, but you know, if you if you do a new one all the time, you know, like every year, is does that diminish the 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 specialness of of what came before? Because it used mm-hmm. to, be, you know, it's okay. There are these few movies, and that's Star Wars, and that's what there is, and that made them kind of special. But you know, a new one every year, it kind of becomes yeah, this is you know, sort of you know, assembly line, factory made kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. you know. I, I I don't know. We're we're not there yet. It's it's too soon to tell if it's going to actually go that way. But it feels like um, since we're talking about failure, it feels like they're setting themselves up for failure. And if if not failure, at least burnout and yeah, fatigue. Yeah, and I, I hope somebody realizes that. Yeah, and just be like, if they made like six movies, like all right, no more for five years. That may not be a bad idea. Um, yeah, or even ten. Yeah. So. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm not an executive. I'm glad I'm not an executive. No, um, I, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's... Much rather do this. Yeah, this is much... It's more fun to complain about things. Um, <laughs> no. uh, but, yeah. So that's failure, everybody. Um, yeah, we, and we this, may... this, this, this is a topic we're, we're, we're sure to revisit later. Yeah, the uh, my favorite thing about failure is, is that you can actually... Um, it's funny because sometimes there's like a success. You can't always tell what makes it a success. And very rarely does something fail so much that I can't tell you where it failed. It can happen. Don't get me wrong. Oh, there sure, are times sure. when I've been like, I don't know why this is terrible, but it's terrible. Um, but that is a, a lesser thing. And I, I think it, you can learn just as much from failure as you can learn from a success. Um, so... I don't know. So I think this is a good discussion that people, when people are watching movies, when they think about why, um, I think that's 
it's it's a thing that every all moviegoers, whether or not they're critically minded or not, should be considering. Um, yeah, and and on some level, I think most are. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a while back, you know, um, this would have been, yeah, I, I guess, about a year ago. We uh, we we went and saw a movie together, uh, and and your sister was there, and she she basically asked me, you know, if if, if I can turn this off. Yeah, <laughs> and the the short answer is, you know, I, I I really can't. I can't just sit and and watch a movie and and just be entertained. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm evaluating what's what's coming in. I'm I. I try not to turn my brain off too much when I'm mm-hmm. I'm doing this, and and that's not to say that I, I don't enjoy some you know you know mindless popcorn fun movies sometimes, yeah. but I mean yeah e- even then I'm gonna say you know this this doesn't hold up for for these reasons you know compared to these other things of similar ilk. Mm-hmm. A cheeseburger is still not a steak, but that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy the cheeseburger. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I'd much rather have a good cheeseburger than, you know, a, you know, 50 cent one from McDonald's or, you know, what yeah, have you. Or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, yeah, I think that's, I don't know if I can turn it off, uh, turn it off as I can definitely put it in a different sense. I can, I can, what's the word? I Like I can definitely factor in considerations i will say that um, yeah, yeah but there's, i don't there's, I d- there's there's a lot to your own mindset that you can be you know cognizant of when you're when you're watching yeah. a movie but yeah i mean i'm not gonna watch um national treasure in the same lens i'm gonna watch the godfather right but right but that you know that's that doesn't mean i'm not gonna call it out if i think something's stupid exactly um and i like that movie it's kind of stupid, but yeah, it is kind of stupid. Had, but it was—I had a it was, good time. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Uh, I, I think we've uh, we've about run this down for yeah. for now. Like I said, yeah. that, we'll 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 certainly have more later. We'll we'll come up yeah. with some of those those examples where it's yeah, the the cast really ruined this. Yeah, we may just have to. Well, and I'm sure it'll just come up with movies that we review. So we may revisit this sometime, and we. We might want to talk about success sometime, but maybe we don't. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, success. I, don't know. I, I think to to me that's that's a lot broader, and I, I think we're we're gonna do better, you know, covering yeah. more more specific examples. You know. Well, look, oddly, look, it's look it's, for future installments of our movies for people who love movies series. Yeah, look for that. And Tim and I are also gonna try to talk about best movies and favorite movies in the future as well. So. The uh, yeah. So hopefully we're gonna actually do more podcasts this year, guys. So. Keep listening, I guess. Don't call it a resolution. <laughs> Don't. Well, I'm not calling it a resolution. <laughs> uh, I'm calling it uh, a. Uh, I'm not even calling it a goal. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna the call thing we're it gonna a, a try to do. Try to do a try to do. Um, it's not really a goal or a resolution. It's just a thing I'm gonna attempt to do. Uh, no, we've uh, we're, we're 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 making some efforts. We've uh, we've spent a little money on some new equipment and things. Yeah. So, Hopefully we sound better to you right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. New new microphones, so we'll uh, we'll see how this all plays. Yep. Anyway, thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.